time by more than 500 national members of the American Sportscasters Association. He may live long, he may do much. British Prime Minister Edmund Burke etched a colleague. But here lies the summit. He can never exceed what he does this day. To Vin, this day became each day, playing English like Yasha Heifetz played the violin. Eddie Gomez, who played bass with pianist Bill Evans, termed the jazz man's aim to make music that balanced passion and intellect. Dizzy Dean's bread idiom, Joe Buck's reflects our hipper, edgier time. Scully's changes tune within a batter's count. One pitch recalls a Brooklyn stopper. The next eludes a catcher, evoking the ancient mariner. And he stoppeth one of three. A dribbler turns infield hit, Vin quoting Eugene O'Neill. A humble thing, but thine own. Of pornography, Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart said that it was hard to define, but I know it when I see it. Defining Scully can mime throwing darts in the fog. We know him when we hear him. Churchill called rhetoric words that become bullets, ammunition to use. Vin's parry and pirouette, ricochet and chime. He can speak, thus educate. Listening, we learn. Barber gave the score like clockwork. Dean made it, to paraphrase Ring Lardner, a side dish he never ordered. Vin added realism, lyricism, intimacy, love of history, grasp of workaday joy and fear, and a voice less Pavarotti than Perry Como. Bill Stern turned heads. Scully woos them. Graham McNamee was radio's 1920 Cortez. He took a medium of expression, wrote Haywood Brune, and gave it a sense of movement and of feeling. Of such is the kingdom of art. The layman draws dots. The artist connects them. Some voices denote a team. Detroit's Harwell, the Yankees' Phil Rizzuto. Some conjure place. Keith Jackson, rural Georgia. Sean McDonough, Boston. Jimmy Dudley, Virginia's Pine and Brush. Others stir existential pleasure. The Falstaffian Harry Carey. Holy cowing cable television. Scully means the game. He might not be the voice of God, not deep enough. Someone might quibble, not scary enough. But surely it is the voice of heaven wrote the Washington Post's Dave Shinen in 2005. Surely Vince Scully's is the voice you hear, elegant and neighborly, as you lower yourself into the great easy chair in the sky and reach for the dial. Hi, everybody, the voice would say, and a very pleasant good afternoon wherever you might be. It's a beautiful day here in heaven. To Shinen, earthlings have it nearly as good, The voice of heaven is still as alive as a triple in the gap and more accessible to more people than ever before. Satellite radio, joining local wireless and TV. As some baseball fans have long known, and others are just learning, heaven on earth is a good car and an open road, or a soft chair and a cold beer, and Vin Scully calling the action, painting word pictures, soothing souls. 
You cannot watch Babe Ruth play the game anymore. But thanks to marvels of technology, anyone can hear Vin Scully call one. Church or angel, the sanctuary was the field. Circa 1958. Bums become Angelinos. In Beverly Hills, Cooperstown class of 90 pitcher Jim Palmer, 13, fell asleep to Vin. In Santa Monica, future Dodger Rick Monday, 12, already knew him. Vin traveled with us and beside us. Vacation, pool party, trek to the store. A friend of our family years before we met. In Milwaukee, a recent University of Wisconsin graduate joined his dad's auto firm. The Braves' great rival was the Dodgers, so I hated Scully, said Bud Selig. A half-century later, phoning Dodger Stadium, baseball's commissioner asked to be put on hold.